Hello, world. Hey, world. Hello, world. Welcome to Hello, world. The future is female. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Janae Young, a junior at Stanford, determined to change, determined to change the world through peer education. I think today's episode is going to be so informative because not only is Janae an amazing speaker packed with so much knowledge, but she also has a background in marketing, management, and even in the business world. And then at the age of 15, she started her own company, Janae Plus Tutoring, and is currently a summer associate at Boston Consulting Group. So she's definitely an expert at getting jobs, managing businesses, and branding yourself. Thanks so much for coming on here, Janae. Of course. So excited to be here. So you started creating this five-figure company at the age of 15, and you now oversee employees, payroll, managing partnerships, and basically everything it really takes to be a CEO. So clearly, you're able to market yourself very successfully and provide the services that's needed. Could you tell me a little bit more about the processes of starting a company, the -the behind-the-scenes work that goes into managing it, and just a little bit more about Janae Plus Tutoring? Yeah, definitely. Um, So in summary, my team and I help students raise their SAT and ACT scores to get into the school of their dreams. And we also help with private tutoring and college consulting to also make sure that students can find academic and personal success. So everything that we do is driven by that mission. Um, I started my business, as you mentioned, at 15 with private tutoring. Um, So it was just sort of me, a one-man show. I found that I was always really great like at math and I was always like helping the teacher in my classes and I really enjoyed teaching and communicating with others. Um, And so I was just like, let me give tutoring a try. My sister had um, been tutoring a bit um, and then she told me about one of her friends who had a really like steady babysitting clientele and she was paying off her own things and she was financially independent and I was like well I want that um as a 15 year old so I started tutoring um in just my classes people that I knew um and then when I transitioned into my soccer season my sophomore year in high school I knew that I needed help because I didn't want to let my students down so I started hiring other tutors and the structure of the company has changed over the years um but basically Um, As CEO, I am over the head of all the content that we do, all the tutoring that we do, and I've built my company so that although I oversee programs and that there are different tutors that students get to interact with in our programs, I'm always also personally engaging with students. So every student who enrolls in our program, I get to talk with one-on-one, so I get to know their story, and I get to make sure that we're going to be a good fit working together, and I also teach and tutor in all of our programs still live every single week. Um, So student interaction is one of the most important parts of my business to me, even as it continues to scale and something that I've really prioritized because tutoring is sort of the art that I fell in love with. And so we always make sure that it's core in our business. Right. That's so integral that you make sure and make that time to you know see every student and really connect with them because i think in a lot of businesses it's more of just like oh yeah we hire this person and you know you don't really connect with them and it's more of a business but i'm I'm really i admire how you kind of take the time to treat this more as 
um, a relationship rather than just a way to get money and profit. So, yes, for me, I consider myself um, an SAT, ACT coach to every single one of my clients. So it's really, really important for me to make sure that I'm connecting with them personally. So, for example, um, in a lot of SAT and ACT tutoring programs or college consulting programs, you're sort of like another student in a mix of thousands of students around the world. Um, and you're sort of just looked at as, I mean, someone who's in a business space, like a business internship right now, you're like one of the margins on an Excel spreadsheet or something. Um, but in my company, we make sure that like every student is treated as a student. They have individual struggles and challenges that are required to complete the process of getting to their dream school. And so, for example, in all of our programs, we have like 24 seven text to tutor or text to coach so that when like you're in the middle of the night going <laughs> through the things that high school students do, you have someone there. So that like support and love that's rooted in our company is like one of the core values I wanted to make sure I could continue as I transitioned from an entrepreneur doing a one man show to actually being CEO. Right. That's really important because I feel like in school, like I'm in high school and I feel like in school, we kind of get this. You have eight hours to ask your questions after that. Your teachers don't have to respond to your emails, you know, whereas like I feel like, you know, personal tutoring, tutoring and especially with Janae Plus tutoring, it's more of a like we're here to support you and help you want to love to learn. And I think that's really um, important. So exactly. I think a lot of time we see someone's idea and then we see the whole success story with a business and especially in entrepreneurship and in business, we don't necessarily see, you know, how you get from A to Z, we see A, but it's really like A, F, B, C, D, you know, and it's really important to share how an entrepreneur and leader is flexible and bounces back from setbacks. Could you share an example of a time where you failed or you had a setback and what was the biggest lesson you learned from that? Most definitely. Um, boy, can I share a lot with you. I, I One of my favorite coaches says um, that eight stages of start, there's eight stages of like starting and owning a business and six of them are failing. Um, and I wish someone had told me that when I was 15. So I didn't just think that I was failing the entire time, which is what you're supposed to do. Um, <laughs> but... I have one particular example that I can reference. So let's see, when I was a rising junior, so around one year after I initially started my company and I was just tutoring people, I decided that I wanted to do these summer workshops that I thought were gonna be a really great idea to help students in the community because traditionally, especially for low-income students or students in general, the way our education system is built up is that there's a a significant summer slide or decline in learning for students. And it's um, even worse for low-income students because typically students can invest in extracurricular programs or go to camps to sort of um, combat that that slide in learning, um, but not everyone has an opportunity for that. So we were going to do these like really low cost summer workshops. I put together this entire curriculum for algebra one geometry and academic coaching. So we're gonna do three workshops, I was super excited. And no one came oh. at all. There was 12 weeks and I was so stubborn. I wasn't going to give it up. I'm glad that I didn't now because it taught yes. me a lot. My mom was paying the 
the cost on the room and that is the only reason it was minorly profitable and I still think I made like $24 the entire summer (laughs) but I was putting in so much work I was putting in like three to four to five hours of work a week like preparing this workshop trying to figure out how to teach and in the end I mean that experience taught me how to teach a large lecture group right now which is like pivotal to my job where you know this is a skill that I use now every single week but at the time it was mortifying walking in and like having this workshop and just seeing no one come week after week after week like we probably had one or two students come the entire summer versus I thought it was going to be this big packed room and that's when I learned that entrepreneurship oftentimes is a lot harder than you initially expect and there's going to be a lot more failures than you initially expect but what that failure taught me pushing myself through that experience for 12 weeks was that you know I not only learned how to teach and how to put workshops together and how to put curriculums together, but I also learned how to be tenacious. And so next summer I tried again and I think I failed again. And then the next summer I learned a bit more. Um, like the summer after that, we put what we were teaching into an online course that didn't go well either. And then the summer after that, finally we were able to tune our marketing in a way where we had an international college mastermind and I was able to teach with students around the world and it finally clicked. But that wouldn't have been possible if I hadn't sat in those failures and really learned from them from the previous summers. Right. I think I can definitely connect to that because I'm also 15. I just happened to be 15 and I created this, um, this organization basically about teaching about leadership through making tactile books. And I have like all these ideas, a bunch, you know, I have like a lot of ideas, right? And I'm like, okay, this is going to turn out amazing. This is, so I'm like talking to all these people. And then it's like the execution and like, I never really thought about the audience I'm targeting. You know, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, you know, you Google on the internet, successful people and it's like, okay, how hard could it be, right? Like just (laughs) market and then there we go. But like, it's really like circumstantial and like you have to really be good at what you're doing and sometimes it's by chance but you just got to keep going because like you said one day hopefully it'll just click and I think um you know just being persistent like you said is is really important Mm -hmm. with that being said what's your biggest advice for helping people start a business I would say just start. I think you have to go into it knowing that you're not going to know what you're doing at first. I always like to tell people if they knew how to do something, they would have done it. Our brain doesn't just sit on information and, you know, not take action from it. So if you knew how to run a million dollar company, you would have done it thus far. And so that means in order to gain that information, you have to start doing. And in my case, I tried to Google like how to start a business at 15 years old and things were popping up or the things that were popping up were not, not really applicable to me. Um, and so one person told me one of like a podcast I was listening to one day, they said the best way to gain information is just to start taking action and fail and keep moving from that. And so I like to think the only thing separating you from a more successful person is the amount of failures that they have had. Successful people stand on a mountain of failures. My business, mountain of failures. It's just, I've been failing for five years to the point where I got good at it. And, you know, I can finally actually learn and apply the lessons that I need 
during these failures. Um, but I would say just start start with what you know how to do. Start with a place that you think you know you're gonna start having success. So for me, that was asking kids in my classes after school or asking church members in my community. Um, just little things, little people that I could connect with. Every business model is different. So my business model is service-based versus, you know, you may want to be interested in starting a product-based business. But um, in a simple way, especially for service-based entrepreneurs, a way to think about your business model for the first two years you were in business, all you really need to focus on is meeting people, telling them what you do, and making offers to help them or making offers to make their life better. Whether that's a candle making company and your candles are eco-friendly and they're going to make the world better and make your home smell better, or you're actually helping someone be a personal stylist or a leadership coach and you can help them. Whatever it is, if you do those three things every single day, you're going to get closer and closer and closer to building the business that you want to. But you can't do that if you don't first just start taking action in perfect, continuous, massive action. Yeah, that's really great advice. It's all about you know, taking a little chunk at a time and starting with you with what you know. I think a lot of time we try to go big and do these big scale things where it's like you have the resources right in front of you and, you know, you should use them. So as I was preparing for this interview, of course, I did the notorious Google search, what do you ask an entrepreneur in an interview? And I was able to narrow it down to a few questions that I thought were going to be insightful. So I mentioned a few highlights of your business so far, and of course, we've been discussing that throughout this interview, almost looking at a holistic viewpoint, of course, in order to grow and become successful. I think it's a bunch of mini successes, like I said, that compound over time and eventually develop into something greater. What do you, what do, you do on a daily basis to grow as an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. I learn. I learn, I learn, I learn, I learn. As I mentioned, your your information now is is getting you the results that you have right now in your life. So, like the information that I had when I was fifteen is completely different than the information that I have now. The way my brain works now is different than the way that it did when I was fifteen. So, I have different results in my life. So, in order to continue building a more profitable business, a more service-oriented business, to be a better leader, to be a better time manager, um, to be a more productive student, to help my students more, to be a better coach, I have to continue to learn. And so, the way that I've simplified down my company is we now have one main signature program. We do private tutoring and college coaching on the side as well for students by request. Um, but we have one main program designed to get students their dream SAT and ACT score to get into their dream school. It's all inclusive. So it includes like a mix of life coaching and all of our SAT and ACT tutoring and all of our academic concepts and private tutoring. So it's like a whole bundle program. And that is what we focus all of our energy on. So that's what all of the marketing goes into. That's what all of the consults that I do go into all of the students who book consults with me sign up for that program they enroll and it's really simple in that fact um and then in addition to that I'm just learning every single day so I try to in addition to doing the management side for that program and making sure that it's running properly and that our tutors are showing up in a way that's best for our students and we're coordinating our schedules in a way that's best to serve our students I'm also 
learning how to be a better entrepreneur every single day through different programs and masterminds and such that I've invested in and learning how to build that investment muscle in myself so that I can be better. Um, because when I'm better, my team is better. And when my team is better, our company is better. And when our company is better, then my students are better. And that's what's important. Right. It's all about this lifelong learning approach. I think um, it's really important to not just be like, you know, the, the high, like, I think a lot of times we think like the most professional person doesn't keep learning. They're already at the top. They don't have to do work, but that's what makes their business successful. It's that they mm-hmm. are continuing to learn and continuing to grow themselves so that they can help their team. And like you said, a ripple effect for their students. So, of course, this podcast is about uncovering female leaders, changing the world, and paving the path for future generations to come. So, I wanted to touch on being a female entrepreneur in the business world. So, how has being a female impacted your success in the business world? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. And a lot of times I ask myself if it actually has. Um, I think my best advice for any female entrepreneur or female entrepreneur of color like myself, I definitely see ways that it has impacted me. And I feel like if I was, you know, walking in the shoes of a white man, I would see even more clearly from maybe additional business that I would get or additional credibility that I would gain. Um, But for me, I have always moved forward with the thought that for every person who chooses not to invest in my services or believe me as an entrepreneur or believe me as a coach because of the color of my skin or because I'm a woman, there are two or three more students and parents and families out there who are waiting for me to show up, who are waiting for me to show up as a female academic coach or a college coach for their student because I can understand their student's experience or I can understand your experience because I too am a woman of color and I need to show up for you every single day because there aren't people in the educational space who look like myself and who look like a lot of students. And so that thought is something that propels me so much more than, you know, like what's going to happen if I'm a woman and I go out there and I talk or something like that. I typically don't think about that, right? Because I mean, I am a woman, I'm a black woman, those things I'm not going to change. And I'm actually quite grateful that I have them. I think my soul was like, like more the way that I ended up coming into this world. But um, so I focus on that Part. I'm like, how can I show up for them? How can I show up as a diverse force in education? How can I continuously broaden what it means to be an SAT and ACT coach for those students? And how can I relate to them through my experience? And so focusing on that has done me so much more. Now, there are definitely experiences where people have not taken me seriously as a woman, as an entrepreneur. Um, like when I first started, there were people in my high school who thought that they could like not pay me for my services because I was a woman or they would make inappropriate jokes or inappropriate gestures. And that was really hurtful beginning and moving forward. But at the same time, I was like, there are people like you who, because I like persevered and kept going, have reached out to me and said, you know, like, because you've been able to do this, I feel like I can do this now. And that matters so much more to me than any adversity that I've ever experienced. Yeah, it's really, um, I think the last thing you said was the most inspirational thing I've ever heard. It's really about like, just building a community that supports one another. I think, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, sometimes, like, I think especially in high school, girls tend to tear each other down, and they don't support each other, but it's really important what you're doing, and I'm so happy that, um, you know, Janae Plus Tutoring and so many initiatives out there are female-led, and, um, yeah, we're continuing to pave the path for future generations to be inspired and feel, um, feel seen and heard. So what initially made you interested in pursuing entrepreneurship and really dedicating a lot of time to your craft? Yeah, so I think I sort of already like unveiled a lot of the story. A lot of the times people think when people are entrepreneurs, they're like, oh, they're born entrepreneurs and it was always meant to happen and that was not the case with me. I wanted to be an actress, I think, from a pretty young age because I'm a Leo, so I (laughs) love to talk and I love to connect with people. So I initially wanted to be an actress and my grandma was like, yeah, no. Um, (laughs) I started looking into medicine at the end of middle school. And so moving into high school, I was sort of this pre-med person. Um, And funny enough, I'm now an engineering major, so it came full circle. But uh, my parents were sort of trying to push me in engineering direction because they're engineers and I was not having it. I was <laughs> kicking and screaming the whole way. And um, sort of around 15, I was like, I need a job. I love teaching. Like, let's give it a try. I actually tried to start two businesses at once. I had like my babysitting business and my tutoring business and there were no children in my neighborhood <laughs> babysit. So we just went with tutoring. And I'm so thankful that I did, obviously, because it spurred into this whole right. thing that completely changed my life. But um, just I just started tutoring, um, and I became an entrepreneur. There are no – my dad had a brief stunt with entrepreneurship while he was a full-time engineer um, at the company he's currently at. But I have no you know full-time entrepreneurs in my family, so I was sort of learning as I was going – but I think there's so much beauty in that and so much beauty doing it at a young age. So I always tell people start early and just start. Um, and then from there, once I fell in love with entrepreneurship, I just knew at my core that that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Even if I ended up having bouts of time in corporate America, I was like, I'm always going to come back to it because it's who I am. Like it's an identity. Um, and one for me that's so rooted in service where I was just like, I, I can't not show up for my students. I can't not, you know, make better programs for them. I cannot continue to find ways that we can better serve them. And I'm in love with the craft. So I was like, if this is what fills my soul up, I'll spend no matter, I will spend any amount of time making sure that I get this right. I will spend any amount of time learning how to build like a million dollar company because it doesn't matter because this is like what I'm meant to do. This is what I'm meant to be doing in this world. So I'm dedicated to improving that craft no matter what it takes. Yeah. The impact you're making honestly is like, is on, it's such a great scale. I think looking from another point person's point of view, just like seeing somebody, especially like almost like as a mentor and somebody I, I admire, it's really inspirational because, you know, you know, in elementary school, middle school, high school, these are the, the moments that, you know, shape you and these kids are really impressionable. So it's really, you know, important and I think valuable that you're doing this for the right reasons and you're doing this to really help other kids because at the end of the day, like you might help somebody find their passion and find what they want to do with their future. So I think that impact is just like so immense. It's, I can't mm-hmm. even put it into words. So as a final question, 
how are you going to change the world now or even in the near future? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Something I meditate on daily. I think for me, it's continuing what I've been doing since I was 15 and just continuing to improve my craft, continuing to show up as a diverse force in peer education and using peer education to change the world. I think education is so powerful because at its core, it's the effective communication of one person to another. And there's something magical about being able to work with someone who's been in your shoes directly. That's why I wanted to create a company for students led by students. Everyone in our program is within five years of all the students that we tutor and work with. So we're actually walking and going through this experience together um, and being able to just show up with my iPad, like I am tutoring after this, and sit and talk with students like yourself from all around the world, whether it's students that are going to school in college for the first time in their lives, or students in Africa that I'm talking with who want to come to the U.S., or, you know, students around the world who I get to hear their stories and help them uh, change the world in their own ways. It makes me incredibly happy. And the way I look at it is I'm the dream advocate, and I help people get to a better version of themselves through education. So when a student comes to me and they have a dream like yourself and they want to go to a particular school to study something or to make that dream happen, I say that my company is the vehicle to get them there. And then from there, if I can continue to create a company where we can help students get into their dream schools that can accomplish their dreams, then it ripples all around the world. And so that's the way that I would like to change the world is helping student by student help accomplish their dreams. That's it for today's episode. Remember to stay positive, stay inspired, and change the world. Bye, everyone.